Welcome to episode 114 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How are you doing, Dave? I am way better than most and possibly, doubtfully, not as good as some. How are you? Just wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time believing you wouldn't be as well as others when... um. Are you going to be able to make it home to the South Studio today? I don't know because the, you know they canceled be... school this morning. I mean, it's, everybody's still you know. I don't think the buses still run at seven p.m. But hey, I don't know. I haven't been to school in a while, so um, yeah. I don't. That was a that was a. I think uh, the only explanation I have was the superintendents tend to get together and try to be cool. on the same page. I know that for a fact, um, and I know. Um, I would probably guess based on the way that we were told this morning that our superintendent was not maybe necessarily in favor of. This is just my yep. opinion. Well, that's according to Liz, who's on the school board. That's what apparently our school district superintendent was the only one that said, hey, let's go to school. And then everybody else in the county Oh, no, fuck. There's no way we can drive in 40-degree dry temperature. That's just too dangerous. <laughs> so I think they canceled. We still had a weather advisory all day today. I think Where they, was it? I think they Where canceled school the rest of the year because there is a chance there could be a nuclear meltdown or something. So I, I, think, <laughs> I think school is done, and everybody graduated with 4.0 honors. But anyway, no, yeah, it was it was one of those where yeah, you, you trust the weather people to to come through that they, you know, the weather advisories are actually going to happen and it's going to be a little bit dicey. Well, the only but, thing man, is that there the, was nothing the, the, the dicey super, about the superintendents today. of this area stopped checking the because the last update I saw was anything north of Lansing is going to be good because the temperatures aren't going to drop down in. Our area may see some rain in the morning, yeah. which is exactly what happened. So they must have went with, you know, oddly enough, we're recording on a Thursday because as we informed you guys on episode 113, Dave's going to the UP to visit his daughter at Northern Mich- North Michigan Tech. Tech, Michigan Tech. What's farther, Michigan Tech or Northern Michigan? Tech. Okay. He's going to Michigan Tech to visit his daughter and the ice sculptures. And Liz and I fly out to Rome on Sunday, assuming we pass our COVID test, which I'm a nervous wreck about because I feel fine. I'm double vax boosted. Even though our company has man lifted the mask mandate for vaccinated employees, I was still in the store like a fucking giant. Uh, hairy clam wearing my mask just to prevent any because um you you never know without with the testing the way it is you know we test you need the proof of vaccination to get in the country but you also need a negative test so we're testing on saturday so i'm kind of a nervous wreck but you know like i say feel fine you know temperature was 97 for today uh my body temperature not the weather outside and you know, no symptoms, you know, of the 637 symptoms on your COVID checklist. I don't have any of those, but, you know, people drop dirty. I mean, and if I drop dirty, they're, you know, this is probably the last podcast because I'll probably just run out into traffic and get hit by a bus. 
<laughs> so, um, but yeah, so, uh, so yeah, yeah so th- a Thursday night, we wanted, to, we didn't want to miss a week. That's my OCD coming in full force. Dave's, when Dave gets home from Michigan Tech, he's going to release it. So the release period, the release date is, is going to be the same. We're just doing it early, and we, we, we had a lot of Super Bowl talk to talk about. But our first tasting, a very first, there's some variations of it on, on tapped. But this will be, Dave and I should get on on tapped and post it. And it ties in, interestingly enough, with our second segment, because we have an interview with Len Shading, Len Shading of the Maple Grill on Gratiot slash M forty six in Hemlock, Michigan. Correct, Amundo. I don't, I don't view that as Hemlock, but it's technically a Hemlock address. Yep. And stay tuned to the end of the pod, where we have some uh, courtesy of Len, awesome giveaway. You know, yeah. free money to free food. <laughs> Hey, you can't go wrong with that. Cannot. Anyway, our Cannot. first tasting tonight is right out of uh, Maple Grill. I bought a growler when we did the interview last week. It's the Dirty Duck IPA. If you go on on tap, there's the Double Dirty Duck, and there was a Dirty Duck of a 5%, but this version is a 7%, 35 IBUs. So hopefully either Dave and or myself will be untapped rating one and two and hell i'll do the math for you guys if i rate it four dave rates it three seven divided by two it'll have an untapped rating of 3.50 so without further ado let me there still got some pop week old still got a pop to it this is day eight len said you should probably try to drink it in a week eh, it's eight days close enough we're going into our hop, our Bell's Hop Slam glasses. Excellent pour by yours truly, by the way. No kidding. Yeah, I you thought you were going to lose it there you for a the minute. Glasses, and I haven't been lifting lately. And my right, I was pouring this growler and my right bicep cramped up. I thought I was going to drop the fucking thing. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, it's good. The notes are, if it tastes as good as the notes. Oh, I yeah. Would. And that's, and, hey, and we've always been honest with our listeners, full disclosure, do you remember what you were drinking during the interview that the listeners will hear in segment two here? Uh, grandma's, um, it's a... It's Chocolate Dutch cake or uh, oatmeal it, stout or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Grandma's oatmeal stout. Sorry, Len, no disrespect, but I wasn't drinking that. I was drinking the Dirty Duck. And I was drinking the Dirty Duck, and I said, you know what, if this was on the pod, I think I gave it a rating, but this will be my official rating of the Dirty Duck from Maple Grill. And by the way, listeners... The Maple Grill. The Maple Grill, and it's G-R-I-L... L I E. Not I E. It's just oh, it's an E. e. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, see, they, you know, it, it remained refrigerated and sealed. Day eight of the growler, and it still has the taste to it. Delicious tasting. I'm not, we're not going to talk about, uh, our interview at the Maple Grill here in this first segment because that's what segments two for, Dave. Right. If we talked about it then, the listeners would be like, well, these two assholes already talked about the interview. What do I want to listen to the interview for? And it's uh, interesting information, so stay tuned for that. Um, You know what? It's not officially, truly a, as Dave cues it up, 
And Dave's still queuing it up. And he's still queuing it up. Alright, so, again, what I mean by it's not truly a corrections corner, but I, I, I was remiss, and it wasn't as any disrespect to our uh, sister podcast, Spilling the Nachos, who last week released episode number 36, Listen to Your Doctor, which I haven't listened to yet because Spitting Chicklets this week was damn near four hours, so that's a two-dayer for me. Um... Yeah, and I, I I was going to mention it, and he kind of busted my balls via personal text. I, I was going to mention, you know, you know the D-O-double-G, if you will, the big dog of uh, Spilling the Nachos fame. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers out to him. You know, Speedy, get well to him. What's going on? Oh, he's dead. Oh <laughs> no! Anyway, and I ran that by him because only only the do double G will appreciate that because everybody else is like, well, that's not right. You shouldn't wish anybody dead. But him and I have that same twist, as mentioned a hundred times on this pod. Mike is Dave. Mike is Nate. Nate is Mike. Tommy is Dave. Dave is Tommy of the two podcasts. And he kind of busted my balls. He's saying hey, getting caught up because he's been off, and he typically listens on his drive to his outskirt route on Mondays, but he's been off work the last couple weeks with some uh, medical issues that in texting with him yesterday, it sounds like he's getting it under control, which is great. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm kind of getting caught up with episodes 112 and 113. And geez, not a mention about, and I, and I didn't even respond. I um didn't even respond with a text. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit the callback button because, number one, I was driving. It was way too much to text. You shouldn't text and drive anyway, listeners. No. It's unsafe. It's against the law. So I'm like, you know, that was by design. Because who am I to divulge anybody's medical information? Oh, yeah, right. Too. I mean, I didn't want to get out there. Did he have you sign his HIPAA form? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I actually used HIPAA with him. And he's like, well, I don't give a fuck. I said, I didn't think you would, but I I, I debated on it. It wasn't me being rude or insensitive, but it was like, you know, episode 112 was like, hey, condolences to uh, the big dog from spilling the nachos. Get well soon. And then all of a sudden, you know, the listeners that, because I know there are a handful that listen to both pods, and they'd be like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? And then all of a sudden, because in this pot business, if somebody farts and it stinks, every supermarket <laughs> in the tribe city area knows about it. It's like, Jesus Christ, you hear about that Coke merchant who farted? It really stunk. You know, so I just, I, I was on the down low, and then he texts me, busting my balls, rightly so, and I'm like, all right, that's going to be a corrections corner. But my reasoning is I didn't know if it was my place. I didn't want to right. offend right. you. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, that's all good. Whatever. Yeah. So, again, not technically a corrections corner, but just letting everybody know that, hey, I'm not shitting all over anybody. Hey, get well soon. Because, hey, we're shorthanded at work and you're fucking me. And as, <laughs> as Dave knows, Nate, it's all about me. So, speedy recovery. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Um, you got some Super Bowl stuff to exactly. get off your chest. Before we get into the game, yeah, we gave our uh, prop bets, yep. and we recorded last Saturday, and we put it out there. I put it out there on Twitter, uh, both uh, at EpodFFA and at 
Fantasy Expert 69, my personal Twitter, and I put it on the Facebook. I said, hey, listen now and get our picks. Did you hit any of your yeah. props? I did. Okay, you did. Uh, the props, no, I, I was one for two, 50%. All right. Which, what one did you hit? I hit the team with the first touchdown pass. Okay. And I was, I didn't hit any prop bets, but I'm still legit pissed off that I didn't get the fucking Aaron Donald MVP pick because oh, yeah. he was the MVP of that fucking Super Bowl. I had another point to bring up because yeah, you had a, I know, I, I think you now have the record for the longest text thread, uninterrupted text thread when you went on your rant about the, the oh, MVP. For, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the toy, <laughs> I, I'm like a 14 year old when it comes to texting. So, but the, you know, the other thing was, is sure, he, he didn't have the stats in the first half, but that would be the whole point of the M, of, of the MVP because he took. Not only the person who, who is he Donald. Okay, yes. Okay, he not only took away the guy that was supposed to be checking him, he took away two other people exactly. that were trying to keep him in check, and yep. and and that allowed then, you know, um, that allowed the Rams then to come up with a strategy. Well, shit, if they're going to be bringing this guy over from here and this guy over from here to keep Donald in check, we're going to and then all at that point when the Rams figured that out, that's when the Rams defense took over and started. Right. And, and, and no shame to Cooper Cup. No. Cooper Cup had eight catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. That well, hell, he even said, I don't even feel like I should be getting this. Oh, you did you understand that? Huh? Because that man, if he, as great a wide receiver as he is, somebody's got to work on his mic skills. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the rock who fucking, I tell you what, <laughs> hey, all right, stop. Back it up. Let's go back to the start of that. Is... That is when I stopped watching wrestling because did were you watching right at the start? Not right. At the, oh, I, I saw it though. I, did, I saw what you're about did, to talk about. And I don't I don't care if there was you know a, a note card on the field or what, but Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. It, I mean, it wasn't. It was almost like Ice Cube and NASCAR wrestling and football. I mean, that they don't necessarily. It's not necessarily the same crowd, but. The Rock just spewed venom, verbatim. I'm sure he might have rehearsed it, but, I mean, there's nothing there, and he's just fucking laying it down, boom, boom, boom. And, if you, you know, I had goosebumps, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm ready for, like, WrestleMania, and The Rock's out there, you know, finally, the Super Bowl has come back to Los Angeles. I mean, it was, at, I don't think his outfit match show. That was a weird color, purple <laughs> on is, lavender. That is that is that is you, Mike. But <laughs> the now, outfit didn't match though. Um, the other thing though, he must be getting ready for another movie because them fucking guns were blazing. blazing. I mean, they were big. You know, yeah, the camera might add ten pounds or whatever, but who cares? The Rock got that Super Bowl started right yeah. from the start, and yeah. So, but anyway, getting back to Cooper Cup, yeah, he needs to get the Rock. On his way because he was that was one of the worst. Oh yeah, he, interviews. He, he, he I mean, he it was like, hey, didn't feel hey, Cooper, you had two touchdowns, but maybe spit the marbles out of your mouth, dude, because we can't even understand you. Not only that, give your son a haircut for Christ's sakes. I mean, anyway, so yes, that was the one. And then hats off to the bookmakers. That's why those 
Yeah. Those casinos and sports books and FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, Barstool Sport. Because of all the dumbasses like me, one of the props I gave you on that Saturday broadcast was the shortest touchdown would be longer than one and a half yards. I was fucking right for a 58 and a half minute until, <laughs> until Cup caught his second touchdown. <laughs> Loser. That was the best text I yeah. sent. I meant as soon as they put it on the one yard line, I was like, "Oh man, if they score, you're gonna be so pissed." And it was, and then the second one was like, "I'm like, all right, over under on total yardage of Rams touchdowns." And I'm like, one of those wide receivers is probably gonna get a 50 yarder. Boom! I'm gonna be over 32 and a half for that touchdown, even if the Rams lose 166 to seven. Yeah. And I'm like. All right, I'm going over 32 and a half. They scored three fucking touchdowns for 29 yards. How is that? I mean, and there's, I would, as a conspiracy theorist aficionado, I would like to say the NFL's fixed, but they are making so much. There's no reason to fix anything because they're the king of kings. Right. There's, and so there's no reason to fix it, but it's like over under is 32 and a half and it comes in at fucking 29. How is that possible that they call everything like that? Over under one and a half. Right. It was over one and a half for 58 and a half minutes. Boom, one yard touchdown. Over betters lose. It's all algorithms and, and it, uh, analytics, Mike. So, it's all um, about the math. All right. So, anyway, but the one thing that I'm, I've got to pump my tires on this I said the Rams on the money line. And the Bengals plus four. The rare instance where you can kind of try to double dip. Right. 23-20. And by the time I bet it, I was actually getting the Bengals at four and a half. Oh. 23-20. Boom. I gave you guys two winners. And I wish I would have taken the under, like I said, but I was like, I can't pick one game right, much less three, so I'm staying away from the over-under. 23-20. Rams money line. Bengals plus four and a half. Double dipped you. If you had to listen to the podcast... Last Sunday morning, prior to the Super Bowl, you'd have made money, unless you bet everything you had on my props. Then my props. Well, I was themselves. I was listening to the podcast because I was a part of it, and uh, I uh, I ended up losing a dollar forty eight out of the whole deal because of a um, uh, same game parlay, three leg same game parlay. I made probably five days before the Super Bowl. I actually won a nice little check check nice little chunk of change because i had beckham to score a touchdown boyd over 42 and a half yards he went over on um almost you know in the final minute and then um t t higgins t higgins over 69 and a half yeah. and, he, and he had um uh x number of catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns which get final thought on the mvp Oh yeah, Cup was good. Eight catches, ninety-two yards, two touchdowns. But number one, he. So why isn't Matt Stafford the MVP? Because Matt Stafford's the one throwing him the ball. Right. Um, actually, T. Higgins had better stats than Cooper Cup. You might say, well, they lost, but a you know, Super Bowl ten, I think it was when the uh, Baltimore Colts beat the Dallas Cowboys sixteen thirteen. The uh, defensive player for the Cowboys was a Super Bowl MVP. So it's happened before. So. That's why I think Donald was, because he was the difference maker. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, For sure. And, all right, so. Yeah. I mean, While I catch my breath, do you want to give any thoughts on the actual game as I get my breath, and then I'm going to 
spew my venom on the game, which was actually well, being a great somebody game. from Michigan. The other aspect of that game that everybody talked about and maybe still is talking about is the fact that you know the Rams traded their left testicle for Stafford and. You know, and, and and there were so many, like even my parents, I invited, you know, we invited my parents over to watch the Super Bowl, and they were they were rooting for the Rams so that Stafford would win a Super Bowl. Did it, did your parents comment on, or was I the only one that thought Matt Stafford's wife, hey, brain cancer survivor or, or brain tumor or whatever it was, no disrespect, hey, I'm glad you recovered. I thought she was just kind of slutty to be that focused as oh, with, I, with her with the, with the spotlight with her, on her with her four kids and spotlight on her I, I didn't mind it i thought it was attractive don't get me wrong i mean hey th- double thumbs up matt stafford you go but i thought she's she kind of looked slutty for knowing she was going to be in the moment sure okay so for yeah. you're saying for being a wife and a mom yes probably that she could have. and again i wasn't could, offended by it. don't don't anybody think i've turned a new leaf i wasn't offended by it at all i'm just making a comment <laughs> Yeah, but that was the only other thing. You know, kudos to him. Um, Again, as a lifetime Bear fan, my oldest boy Justin, the lifetime Bengals fan, the Lions thing meant nothing to me. And here's what I – all I'm going to throw out to Lion fans are like, oh, Stafford won the Super Bowl. I guess that just – that shouldn't be a feather in Lions fans' caps because let's not forget who's the Lions quarterback this year. Um. Jared Goff. Yeah, thank you. What was the record this year? I've already year? forgotten. What was the record this year? 2 and 15, <laughs> yeah, 3 and 14? Something like something that. Something like that? Yeah. 3 and, yeah. Who was the Rams starting quarterback in the Super Bowl where the Patriots beat them 13 to 3? Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Goff. Goff. Jared Goff. Goff. Sorry, pronounced it wrong. Right. So, Jared Goff was a Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. The Rams got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Yep. The Lions didn't. No. So, I guess. Instead of Lion fans being happy for Stafford, it's like you really should be just that's how bad the fan fr- franchise is because Goff got to the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. And actually with the lesser Rams team. Yeah, depending because on. Because their defense was nothing like, right, it, like it, it, it was now. this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, Goff they, got there. They, 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 they laid an one of the worst Super Bowls ever when New England beat them 13 3, but. No, but the Rams picked up a bunch of oh, people. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying. Season. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So to say it's all Matt Stafford that won, then that's oh, in, hell no, that's yeah, stupid. That, yeah, that's, that's incorrect. Dumb. That's dumb. All right, so my take on the game. I have really okay, and yes, it went both ways because when T. Higgins right off the shoot in the third quarter scorched Jalen Ramsey for a sixty-plus yard touchdown, he clearly raked his face, got oh, a hold yeah. of his face mask. <laughs> and it, it wasn't offensive pass interference, it was face mask. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. And um, no call. Yeah, I don't no know. No call. I don't know how. But. And it went, it went both ways for 58 minutes. And then for some reason, with two minutes left in the game, 58 minutes, the NFL Super Bowl 56 was officiated like it was the Stanley Cup Stanley Cup playoffs because everybody knows in the Stanley Cup playoffs the referees swallow their whistles and for 58 minutes that's what they did and then for two minutes it was like all right hey we got to get our faces on TV and we're fucking calling everything and I I I personally think the Bengals were robbed although Zach Taylor can't be 
they hit Chase for a long gain. They're down three. Hit Chase for a long gain. First down. Second down. Hit Tyler Boyd for eight yards. Second and two. Mike wins his prop because that eight yards put Tyler Boyd at like 52 yards. I'm happy. Second down. They take a shot deep. I have no. I don't really have a problem with that. It's like, hey, because at this point the Rams are probably thinking, oh fuck, you know McPherson's money. They're just playing for a field. Hey, you can catch him napping, hit him with the touchdown. You know, win the game. Screw the field goal. Incomplete pass. It's third and two. If you're going to run the ball, Zach, you have to have your best running back in the game. Why in the world? Would Samaje Pirine be your ball carrier when your the the Super Bowl is in the balance? There, would yeah. I, maybe maybe Joe Mixon would have ran backwards, ran in the crowd, and pissed his pants in the fetal position. I don't know, but if, if you're going to run the ball, you have to have your number one running back in the game, not Samaje Pirine, who against Tennessee with a drop pass. That was intercepted, almost cost him the game against Tennessee. You do not run the ball with Samaj P. Ryan. And then in the fourth down, everybody you know kind of like ragged on Joe Burrow. On fourth down, you cannot take a sack. Oh, Aaron, yeah, Do- yeah. Aaron Donald had him wrapped up, and he just kind of just tossed it. Yeah. Because he know he's knowing like, hey, if I just take a sack, the game's over. So I might as well just get rid of the ball and cross right. my fingers. Right. So. Damn um, near was caught. Too. Yeah, yeah. But who didn't catch it? Samaj <laughs> P. Ryan. But otherwise, I, I thought it was a fantastic Super Bowl. Other yeah. than I wanted the Bengals to win for my oldest son. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, more importantly, yeah. yes. Did you watch the halftime show? I did. What did you think of it? I thought it was good. I absolutely fucking loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I mean, and, and I was I was a little shocked though, and I other people I've talked to because you know the next day when I'm, you know the the topic always comes up halftime yep. show commercials blah 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 you know around the water cooler yep. or wherever everybody had the same thing who's the dude hanging upside down with the microphone fifty cent I knew that because I, I actually I text I text my sister do you know how many lbs that dude has put on I didn't recognize him for the first like minute and a half he was singing until I heard the beat and I'm like holy shit oh. Uh, well, hey, he's gotten old. He's happy and well. I'm glad. That's awesome. Well, Good for I, him. But I'm like, I, can, I, I like, fully can attest. I'm saying from the standpoint, I've actually put on a few libs myself. <laughs> and actually, because I actually text my sister, who Caitlin, who I know, the only reason she was watching the game, the only reason, is because Caitlin, you know, loves everybody so much and wants everybody else to be happy. She was watching it for my her nephew, Justin, and she wanted the Bengals to win so bad for Justin's sake. So that's the only reason she was watching the Super Bowl. And I was say, and I, you know, just before halftime, I said, come on, Snoop, don't let me down. Because I, I was really looking forward to this halftime show. And I texted her, I said, I didn't even know 50 Cent was supposed to be here. That he was not made. No, he's yeah. not in any. He was not. He wasn't in any of the publications. Uh, none of the marketing. And what they said though, I thought it was a great ad. It, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I, I did too. And but I think, and everybody's laughing at the guy. But and I think the thing was was, you know, when you actually when you're because he was actually a decent sized guy before, and now oh, he's yeah, put yeah, on because like it, sure. you know the meme was like a fifty cents now a dollar, <laughs> and it, you know, but coming up. Because I would imagine 
singing hanging upside down is probably a little more difficult than not being hanging upside down. Well, that was down. my first thought is why is this guy rapping upside down? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, and then um I tell you what, I'm not a I'm not a dance guy. I'm not a but I was literally impressed with Kendrick Lamar in the shit that he had, I mean the way they had all those people up Oh, the choreographing the, yeah, yeah. It, the choreography of that where they were all stood up and they were I mean it was actually very impressive and then the one thing everybody has to point to I didn't even notice Eminem took a knee I didn't either no, I, and, did, I did not either and that's what I mean but what was I mean I don't even know if he was making a sta- statement or a stand or whatever he didn't do a very good job of it because taking the knee is like the national anthem thing yeah. it's, it's not during a, 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 a a vintage old school rap montage. I mean, there's no. So I, I'm not even sure he was taking the need to make a stand on anything. Was he? That's what I. That's what I heard and read. Well, but, yeah, every other. But I never heard Colin Kaepernick. But like, but I never Colin heard Kaepernick, anything. Colin Kaepernick I, didn't take a knee and stay on the knee the entire this was, game. Anything I heard and read was somebody else's. This is what we think. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. uh but yeah, so I, I mean, and then, you know, everybody's like, well, Prince was better. Well, I don't like Prince. I didn't find, I I started watching the Prince halftime show and just left the room because I'm not a Prince fan. Right. I thought, I thought this was very, I, I thought oh, they yeah. did a great job. Yeah. I mean. Agreed. Do, Snoop, yeah, Dr. No Drake, and, and Kendrick Lamar, his, his thing was the best. And I know his music the least amount of all the people that were there. Right. So, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, coolest thing was Evan McPherson, the kicker for the Bengals, actually was what was on the sideline watching the entire halftime. Because he's it, such a fan? He's such a fan. It was like, you know, and that's how cool he is. I mean, he <laughs> literally won the, the Bengals, the Raiders game, the Titans game, and the Chiefs game. And what does he need to be in the locker room for? I mean, it, there's really no strategy for him. It's like, okay, if I get the opportunity, I got to kick it. Right. There's no, and he's right, just right. sitting there, and then the camera pans over, and he just kind of like shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> and that's, I, yeah. I tweeted out like that that one that cat is one cool customer. And then one of uh, Justin's friends, Nick Maldonado, who does listen to the pod, yeah. he he replied to my Facebook post. He fucks. What? I think he I think he meant he sucks, but he went with an F instead of an S and my reply to that was I bet he does. <laughs> but I, I did see one interview, uh maybe it was a TikTok video, uh Dr. Dre. He said he worked so hard to to get into shape and to lose a little weight so he could he could yeah. do he could do the choreography and stuff. Uh that he uh, he ran out right after the like after the whole thing was done. The fir- one of the first things he did. Are we talking after Dre or Kendrick Lamar? Dre. Okay. Dre. You know he's our yeah. age. I mean yeah. he's fifty one oh, yeah, or he, I think he might be older now. No, yeah. I, th- I think Snoop is fifty six and he's fifty one. But uh, he first thing he did is run out and uh, to get uh, McDonald's. Okay. Fair enough. He ran out. He said, "I just stuffed myself." But yeah, I thought it was an excellent halftime show. Other than wanting the Bengals to win excellent Super Bowl, Captain NFL season were like really the only bad games were the first weekend, but that was to be expected because only one team got a bye. That means the two seed was playing a lesser team. 
And they added a playoff team to each league. So not only was a two-team playing the lesser team, they were playing a team that really didn't even belong in the playoff. And, and thus you had some blowouts. Sure. So, but after that first weekend, the NFL's playoff just... Rocked. Yeah, ran it out and awesome into it. And now we have the USFL in April, which I've got to do more homework on. So, Right. Uh, favorite commercial, though. Real quick before we rate that uh, little dirty dog. Oh, shoot. That's almost like a random question. I saw them all. Uh, I enjoyed many, 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 many uh, favorite commercials. Come on, Dave. Uh, damn. All right. While you think, I'm going to give all you right. my two. I'm going to give you my number two, which would have been my number one. Oh, I but got it. My number, my number two would have been my number one, but it went on too long, and I didn't like the way it ended, so it's my number two was... Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, the Lay's commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this? And then went <laughs> yeah. back and back. And then, right. and then he ended up marrying the girl in the haunted house. I, I thought it dragged down a little too long. And it wasn't as funny if they would have cut it short somehow. But my favorite commercial was don't even, I do not even remember the truck it was for. <laughs> but it was, uh, it starts out with Tommy Lee Jones and then another Jones. And then another Jones, and they're riding, and they're, you know, obviously along the bottom, do not try this, uh, close course, professional, whatever. And they finally get up to the finish line, and one of, and, uh, uh, Nick Jonas, one of the Jonas brothers, he <laughs> says, you know, it's keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones looked at him and said, well, try to keep up. Whoever you are. <laughs> I mean, Tommy Lee Jones looked old as fuck. Because he is old oh, as yeah, fuck. Yeah, but it, yeah. was, it was That was my favorite commercial of the night. Because he's like, he looked at me and he's like, well, try to keep up. Whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was the best commercial of the day. So, uh, E-Trade. E-Trade. They used yeah. to have a lot of E-Trade commercials with the uh, babies that could talk. Yeah. Right, yep. so they brought back. They had a helicopter that went into the it oh, went into okay, the yeah. woods, and, and you about. know, and they're trying to bring them back because people are yeah. people are making financial decisions based on memes. Yep, you know what I mean. And so, the, I mean, the people that write those are are really clever, and I don't know, being a financial guy, I just I that that was my favorite. Uh, I I love those commercials. Oh, and then the other one. Actually, I think the one aired before the Super Bowl started, and then we're going to rate Dirty Duck from Maple Grill and turn it over to our interview with Len from the Maple Grill. Um, it was for Pringles Extreme or whatever, and there's like three flavors that are like real hot, real spicy, whatever. And my second favorite of the Pringle one was where the guy reaches into the canister and gets oh, yeah. in it, and they play Lionel Richie's Stuck on You. And anyway, they bury the guy with it, yeah. and then they show somebody, a kid, reaching into the chip at the at luncheon, yeah. and he gets his arm. That was cool. And then the other one, and I think it went over the top with, it's probably a 13 or 14-year-old white kid, and a guy your age or my age, black guy, and this kid's eating the Pringles, they're real spicy, and he's like, you can tell they're real hot. And he's like, you know, Mr. So-and-so, your daughter is a great kisser. 
Oh, just sad. Oh, it was just hilarious. Uh, that that was that was a good commercial. But I actually think that was on because I was doing work, and if I was doing work, the game hadn't started. So I think that Pringles commercial was on before the actual Super Bowl. But, gotcha. All right. All right. Let's rate the Dirty Duck. A, a very a great IPA. I'll be interested when I re-listen to our interview what my rating gave it. But I am going to give it a nice, healthy 3.90 on this. All right? And Dave and I are right along the same line. And what do you have, Dave? I I wrote down. We typically do this, uh, if you haven't listened to the pod a lot. Um, if one of us is going first and we have that pattern, then the other person kind of writes down their rating beforehand so they're not biased by the rating right. and then showed up. So I had a 3.95. I thought, you know, as an IPA, it's not an all-day IPA. It's got more flavor than that. But oh, yeah. that's that's what we enjoy in it. So, I mean, I would have multiple of these. So I had it at 3.95. All right. And like I say, our... Very own, if we get off our lazy asses and put it on untapped, we will have created a untapped rating of two of 3.925 or 3.93. So we're going to go ahead and mark that as untapped as 3.93, two check-ins. <laughs> Although, like I said, you know, as Lynn will talk about on in segment two, there are there are two other variations of the dirty duck that right. others have rated with you know hundreds of ratings. Sure, we just did not find the seven percent thirty five IBU version of the dirty duck. Well, that being said, uh, the interview that you're about to listen to, uh, we did do the interview in the brewery itself, so there's a little bit of an echo. So just be prepared for that. But uh, it's a great interview, lots of great information uh, about brewing, brew, brewing. I don't why is Easy it so hard? Easy for you hard? to say. Yeah, exactly. That's what she said. But make sure you stay tuned to after the interview because there's a lot of great uh, the Maple Grill giveaways after that. So without further ado, here's the interview with Len Shading at the Maple Grill. Take it away, Len. All right, well, we are here at the Maple Grill in Saginaw, Michigan, with Len Shading. Is it Hemlock, Michigan? It's Hemlock. It's Hemlock, yes. Michigan. My fault. Geez, right off the bat. Right off the bat. Up. Well, we have, we'll have to, you should have let me go. We could have had a corrections corner on that one. But we're here in Hemlock at the Maple Grill with Len Shading, uh, brewmaster. Yes, yes, gardener and janitor. <laughs> janitor, right. Um... And we've already, we're already starting to sample, actually, um, a couple of the beers. But, uh, you know, I've, I've known Len and I've known his wife, Colleen, for a long, long time. Uh, Master Chef, what, what, what would Josh's actual title be? He would be a, yeah, a Master Chef. Yeah, sure. Master yeah. Chef here. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually had Josh in class at one point. One of your um, worst classes ever. Yeah, it actually was one of the worst <laughs> classes ever. I'm surprised I'm still teaching. Not because of Josh, though. It was because yeah. of 
maybe some of his classmates. And some of them are actually, I know, I think maybe a couple of them are listening. So, uh, well, you know who you are. Anyway, um, so Josh, I know, was interested in the, the, the being a chef or cooking uh, from the get-go because I know... Uh, some of our staff meetings, Colleen would have him come in and, and cook some stuff, whether it be breakfast or so, And it, it was fantastic from the get-go. Yeah, so he started like at Burger King in our backyard, did Tony's, won a contest for the, with the Saginaw News making easy chicken, <laughs> and it kind of all went from there. Yeah, and so um, at what point, though, did it become – because I know this building – you know, I, I again, I used to, you know, talk to you guys. I even I even was going to thinking about building a house on the property out back here at one point. But this was your business. It was a construction business. At what point did you say, you know what, let's go for it? Well, what happened was uh, Josh got fired from a job that so we moved from one position run a banquet center and then things just didn't work out. Things were moving slower than it should have moved and. You know, he was used to a certain standard and just, it just didn't work out. So it was maple syrup season and we thought, well, let's build a syrup cooker outside. Well, people kept stopping by and saying, you got ribs, you got ribs. And we go, no, we got maple syrup. <laughs> and so that, after that season got done, we turned that into an outdoor cooker. And then the restaurant started in, I think, May or June of 2011 okay and it was seasonal for two years and then he took over our whole construction company thank god and now i'm <laughs> out of construction and brewing beer uh, that's a good thing right right yeah so at how how long did the maple grill uh exist until you said hey you know i want to get into this craft brew um brewing business and you know i think that would be a, a really good part of this well, so we really took in the first three years, people could bring their own beer in. I do remember that. And then we politely got served by the county sheriff <laughs> that you could do that and said if we didn't stop, one of us was going to jail. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so we stopped that, and that was when we just first moved inside. When it was outside, I don't think anybody had a problem with it, but when we came inside... And then I think some of the other local restaurants decided, oh, this is going to be a, the real deal. Yeah. That, yeah, you can't do that. Even though they still do it in other parts of the state. So from that, we took in about the same time, uh, we did a homebrewing class in here. And we watched them. I go, I can do that. So we said, why don't we put it in for our license? And that's what we did. So for the whole year we were working on our license, I would brew a batch of beer every week. Okay. And still do construction. And we did construction up until about four years ago. Look, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, like, you were in construction prior to this. Did, so, it didn't stop immediately. So, you multitasked yes. for a number of years, though. Yeah. So, I brewed in the construction both at the same time. Luckily, in construction, I had some really good partners, Dave and my dad. And they did all the field work, and I would go out on some of the bigger things that they needed an extra hand. Sure. And I could do the office stuff and yeah. make things work. Yeah. Well, we both understand that because we still have our day jobs, and mm -hmm. you know we're trying to dip our toe into the podcasting world here. So, 
Um, thank you for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you here on the on the show. So, uh, you got anything, Mike? On yes. Um, right now, I'm enjoying the Dirty Duck IPA, correct? Yes. Spectacular. Absolutely love it. What Dave's drinking is good, but I like the Dirty Duck so much. I went for round two of the same beer. I know I should have diversified, but I didn't. Now... When you, and like I was talking earlier before we started recording, you got like eight beers up there on tap that we can get. Are these all, you're like, are you a, like a mad scientist back here and a little this, a little that? Or like, are there recipes, like for the Dirty Duck, are you looking, okay, I need X amount of this, X amount of that? Or are you just a, a wild man? It's kind of both. I kind of not real technical in brewing, even though I know the technical side of it. I treat it more as cooking. So if I know this is where I want to go, I know this is my recipe, and I'll go back there and I'll go, damn, I don't take and have this. So I said, well, this is close enough, and I'll put okay. it in. And the same thing, you know, real technical brewers weigh things out. I do it by bags and scoops. Yep. And they're really close. The other day I took and I needed 25 pounds of, of uh, malt, and I had a 50-pound bag, and I did this. I took it back. I go, I want to see how close I was on 25 pounds. I put it on the scale, and I was off by about 8 ounces. Nice. Right. So when you're using, you know, three, 400 pounds of malt, 8 ounces isn't going to make or break it. Right, right. Well, and, you know, this kind of, as you're talking, it makes me think about uh, what when we were planning on doing this interview, you know, you kind of turned me on to the Michigan's Great Beer State podcast. It's by the Michigan Brewers Guild. And what you're talking about is really kind of emphasizing the craft part of craft beer. Do you know what I mean? In the sense that the, the cool thing about it is, you know, as opposed to a Miller Lite or a Budweiser or a, do you know what I mean? Right. It has to be exactly that thing or it's not sellable. Oh, and they're spectacular at it. They do such right. a great job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, and, and not to talk too long about that, but, you know, in learning about this, Mike and I uh, came across an, another interview and um, they were talking about, I think it was, maybe it was Blake. Yeah, Blake. Moss and he it. said that the crazy thing about it was, is, you know, to make a Budweiser, it's the water. The water has to be perfect. Yes. And so anyway, but... Getting back to the craft part, that's what people I think enjoy about it is because you can have a certain category of beer, but man, Len Shading makes this stout, and it's it's an oatmeal stout, but it's amazing, and, and nobody knows what Len Shading does exactly with it, um, but that's the beauty of the craft beer is that you have to go to the Maple Grill in order to get it. Yeah, I, I can't remember quite who said that, but the best beer you're ever going to get is the one that you get inside the place that makes it. Because you can't yeah, get it anywhere that's right. else. That's a good right. point. I mean, and plus it tastes different coming off the tap right here as opposed to packaging, put it in a can, taking it home, letting it sit in the back of your car for eight hours in the sun, taking yeah. it out. I mean, <laughs> right. the guys that package beer, I mean, they're just geniuses. I mean, they do a really good job. They follow their protocols. I mean, they got everything down. And we're a lot looser than that. I try to keep our beer always cold. Yeah. I mean, I never... And we did take a tour and we saw yeah. that we can attest to that. Our kegs sure. are always yes. cold. Even when, when we empty them, we put them back into the coolers. 
you know, we wash them quickly so nothing's ever setting in them. Where other times, you know, if you get kegs that you're leasing, it's not your keg right. coming back. It could be behind the bar for six months before it comes. And those guys got to do an awesome job cleaning them and right. maintaining them and testing them. And so, yeah. Now, have you ever had a, okay, you're making a stout, an IPA, an ale, finished product, you sample it, and you're just like, Ugh. and you just shit can the whole batch? Or do you just say, hey, maybe some of you will like it because... I don't know how familiar with our pods you are, but like, you know, there's Dave and I, we, hey, we purchase a, a bottle of this, a can of that, a pint of this. And there's been some that has been like, oh, oh, that's, but we power through, we're troopers, <laughs> and we finish it. And we give it a rating, one to five, and we go from there. So, or like, if, if it doesn't meet your, do you just like, hey, you know what? I can't serve this. We, I've had a couple that we did it, and they were all the same beer out of the same fermenter, and I realized what was wrong. But before we did that and dumped two of them in a row, we took some and we put them in a barrel because I had an assistant with me. He goes, let's try this with it. And it sat in a barrel for about two years. We added pears to it, <laughs> and we did a bunch of, you know, right. and just let it go and go and go, and it turned into a a really good sour beer and it wasn't even heavily sour it was more a real light almost champagne type okay okay yeah, beer. I, that, yep. yeah. I mean so it, it turned into a really good beer now i wish i wouldn't have threw the other ones away <laughs> and then i also had one that i was gone and i had one of the kids wanted to learn how to brew and so i said okay this is what we're going to do this is really fermenting you're going to have to empty the bucket Put sanitizers. In. Oh, and I wanted them to. I think we were going to dry hop it. And I said, put this in a sanitized bag. You know, sanitize it. Throw it in. You know, get everything clean. Dry hop it. This is what you're going to do. Well, he sees the bucket that is blown off, in, and he knows I put sanitizer in. So he dumps it into that, and it's got who knows what growing in it. <laughs> Throws it into the thing, and so like four weeks later, I'm going, man, this beer should have been done, and he just kept fermenting and fermenting and fermenting. And when it got done, it was a farmhouse ale that was really good. But I was mad for about a month. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes you can do things don't seem like they're going to turn out, and right. they, they turn out well. Are all, are all of them about the same? Like, okay, so you come up and you got all your vats and your my technical terms. I'm, I'm embarrassing you with my lack of knowledge. But is start to finish, what is the time period so most of them are about two weeks out and then i'd like to take them let them sit in the, the cooler for about 30 days sometimes they do sometimes they don't also uh, also oh, oh, two weeks to make it and then you let it sit for 30 days yeah okay. about you know they kind of mellow out sometimes they're they come out in a week and you can tell with the hemlock haze we put that on the day i kegged it for christmas and for the mug club members and it had this hoppy, real hoppy bite, and now it's kind of all mellowed out. And, gotcha. And it just gives yeah. it a little better flavor, I think. Right. Unless you really want that big hop bite right up front. Right. So do you get anybody, though, speaking of that, that would got the hoppy bite initially on a hemlock haze, comes back and it's mellowed out a little bit and says, hey, this isn't, this isn't hemlock haze. This isn't what I remember. 
No, I don't think so because I think when we first put it out, we took and said, you know, this can have a lot of hot buy right now. See, it's yeah, green. Okay. It's a new beer. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I I warn people. I go, you know, this may be too much for you. <laughs> and they go, oh, this is great, and drinking it down. And, okay. And now as they come in, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll have the hemlock haze. Yeah, it's rounded out nice. And okay. That's kind of the good thing about being small, like what we do. I, I think people kind of expect changes. Sure. And all the way around. I would say that for craft beer, and I think we've heard this and read this and people have said this before, now that you're saying it, is that that's part of the deal is, you know, it, it does change and... Like I even said before, I should probably listen to myself a little bit better. It's all about that craft aspect of it. Right. Uh, I mean, once you package it and put it on the shelf, I mean, it really should be the same. But that even changes a little yeah. bit. Uh, but if I, if, I come to, if I come to the grill or if I go to another where I know the beer is brewed there, mm -hmm. I really I go in with the expectation that it's gonna there's gonna be something unique about it, something different about it. And right. so as opposed to you're right, if I do go to the store and it's packaged and it's on the shelf and I take it off the shelf and pay for it, I'm expecting it to be that beer. Well, yeah. 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 So in ours we probably do thirty different beers a year. Mm -hmm. So it always changes. So you'll have a dirty duck now, and you might not have a dirty duck till next year again. And so now you're also, is it, this what I remember? Right. Is right. it this or that? And a lot of times, the first one you have, you'll, you'll take and say, well, that was fantastic. And then you get to the second one, well, it's not quite the same. Well, you know, in my mind, sometimes the second one's better than the first one <laughs> because I may have tweaked it yeah. a little bit. Right. But... I mean, we've been doing Just Nutty Brown for about five years now, and that first batch still seems to have been the best, but this batch here is pretty good. And that's a beer made with chestnuts. So we do a lot of beers with See, the, local the, ingredients. The, oh, the, the brown ale is probably, of all the beers that we've tried on, the brown ale is probably one of my least favorites. I start, When we started the pod, I, I was I, Mr. IPA all the way. Mm -hmm. And now, actually, the stouts... And the porters actually seem to have more flavor. I don't know if that's because I drank too many IPAs, and and but this Dirty Duck almost has like a, a an ale taste to it, but yet enough of an IP because th this is actually spectacular. Yeah. So we had people coming in and say, you know, oh that's just a malt bomb. Well, yeah it is because there's a lot of <laughs> crystal malts in it. I mean that's what it was supposed to be, right? You know, so it's not a dry IPA. It's got a big malt character to yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's absolutely, you know, anybody coming to the Maple Grill, I'd recommend to get the Dirty Duck if they still have it on tap. Now, what would be the next step or is it too big a process? Let's say you wanted to can that and get it out to Joe's Party Store, Kroger, Walmart. Or is that is that such a great step from where you're at right now to doing that or yes that's just too big is it okay it, it, on the beer now on the fruit beer we could do that i i, I could do that on the crane apple ale the apple ale the maple ale and the rhubarb ale but because that's a little bigger batch we could take in we could get a you know a, a little small tabletop canner and do it ourselves 
Oh, which correct. would be a lot of work in that. Sure, and we could sure. put it out in small quantities. Sure. And we discussed that, but it's the same thing. There's just not enough time in the day to do right. everything. Yeah. And exactly. uh, really, we're a family restaurant. We want people to come here and eat. Okay. And beer's kind of a bonus. Okay. So getting to that, you know. See, you, I, I'm, I'm coming here and the food's kind of a bonus to me. Like, oh, right. I, I can get the food, food here too. So. The food, well, explain to him your philosophy about going to a restaurant. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my philosophy is like, I, as long as the server is cordial to me and my, my beer is full, I could care less if it takes three and a half hours to get my food as long as I'm drinking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that and, and it's like in in, in a, and then by you know in three hours I'm like, okay, I've had enough to drink. I'll, I want something to eat. Yeah. So the food's kind of a plus. So I am coming for the beer <laughs> and then oh, you got good food too? Yeah, maybe I'll try that. But um so when you decided to do this, now we're on the inside of the quote unquote brewery right now. Right. Now I'm looking and I'm I'm seeing you would never, if someone would have blindfolded me or like I, I would have been thrown in a van and had a black bag thrown over my head and driven here and, and put into this room and then said, where do you think you are right now? I would have never guessed the inside of a shipping container. Right. This was creative. I mean, this was super, super creative. This this is beautiful in here and it looks like a brewery. It's It's tight. Because you have to take and maximize your steps. Yeah. So everything's right here. It's close. It's pretty easy to clean. Um, well, two people, two or three people could work in here. That's not that tight. It could work in here easy. Right. It, it's really set up for a, though, for a one-person job. Okay. You know, when I had Nate in here, he took and uh, we kind of worked together sure. in it. But it's really... I mean, you could be cleaning this and brewing that at the same time, but the the way things work out through the schedule, it, it, one person can do it. Okay. Which, but it's a full time job. Oh, let me plug. I'm looking for a brewer. Okay. Okay. So if anybody's <laughs> out there and wants to take and be a brewer, you're more than welcome to come in and. Well, are you stepping down or are you just? Well, there's just too many hats to wear, oh, and sure. I need that. I need a gardener. So if anybody yeah. wants to be a gardener, well, well, they're full-time jobs. That was part of this. We're not, I had talked to you in like late summer and then again in early fall, I think. And you said, I can't, I don't have 30 minutes to do an interview because of when the gardening stops and the snow, when the snow falls and the gardening stops and, you know, I got a couple other things that's not happening, I can do an interview. And so, I mean, here we are in February. Right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now what, okay. What did you have to do, or like, let's say I'm gonna shit can Dave and say, "Dad, the hell with this podcast! I want to be a brewmaster." Do I just come here and you teach me, or do I gotta do I have to go somewhere and be certified like a physical therapist or personal trainer? Or? No, it, you can just come and we we teach. It's the way we do it. It's pretty simple. Okay, uh, it's not like I yeah. said. We treat it more like cooking. I mean, there's some... I'll be here Monday. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually, he might actually be yeah. here Monday. All right. So... Yeah. So that's, that's good. And I mean, we had we had our, you know, our original brewmaster, Jim. I think that was episode, what, like 25 or something yeah. along those lines. And he was talking about, he does it in his... Yeah, he's a home brewer. He's a, right. home, he's a home brewer. You know, but you know, and he went by recipes, and he got a little he got a little creative as well. But um, 
But yeah, that would be cool. So anybody out there listening, uh, looking for a career change, uh, come to the Maple Grill, talk to Len Shading. I'll probably say that one more time before we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> right on. Um, and actually, my wife is probably looking for. She's actually good in the dirt with. Uh, oh yeah. With uh, gardening and stuff like that, so maybe she'll want to be your. Uh, Her gardener. Your gardener. Right? Yeah, it's so. They can't see it, but you can see it out the window through. That's our half acre garden out there. And so it's a big deal. We'll start planting seeds. I told Colleen, I said, before the Super Bowl this weekend, I need to order all our seeds, sit down. And yeah. Oh, so seeds. when you say gardener, you legit mean a gardener. I thought, yeah. that, was like, oh, this I thought is, that was like slang. This, or no, for anybody that's not been to the Maple Grill, it is farm to table. Um, it is farm to table food and cooking and yeah. I thought that was slang for something. We need a gardener. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, no, no, no. So we last year I think yeah. we put in like 400 zucchini plants, probably 600 t tomatoes, 400 cucumbers, 400 peppers. Yeah. We lettuce. All every week we're planting lettuce, uh, eggplants, yeah. kale. Now, if if Josh were here, I would ask him what is it? What would what is your if it, the regulars that come here, what's the go-to dish to eat? If you had to narrow it down. Well, the burgers are always good. Very. Uh, so a burger's easy. The pizzas, the wood-fired pizzas are great. That's, that's what I had when I was here when uh, yeah. I was here for graduation party. And that's what they had, the wood-fired pizzas. Was that, and that was delicious. But really, the you get a chance to get one of the big steaks, the New Yorks or ribeyes or tenderloins or something like that i mean all the steaks are really good right i mean they got a lot of flavor some are a little leaner than mm -hmm. the other ones but because the beef comes what we're serving right now is coming from my brother-in-law's house five miles away about it goes up to ebels they bring it back down it's never been frozen i mean it's yeah. age 14 to 28 days depending mm -hmm. on what cuts you're getting it's just there's nothing like it that cooked over that wood fire. So my dad has a mission before he goes up to see St. Peter is to find the best ribeye on the planet. And so currently you are in the lead. All right. Great. Yeah. And he, you know, he's been to, um, I told him about you guys and the best one before he came here was Jake's oh, yeah. downtown, uh, downtown Saginaw. So, um, that is his, he's always taught, like, where can I get a ribeye? Where can I get a ribeye? Where can I get a ribeye? So, so, he, so when he came out here and he came, I don't know, it was the second or third time, but they mm -hmm. were here Friday and he said it was awesome. And they're, they're normally really big. Uh, a few years ago, Michigan M Live did the best steaks in the state. I mean, disappointingly, we were rated number nine. I thought we should have been higher than that. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's not bad for right, the host state. Right. I mean, we, you know, Dave and I are number nine rated podcast in the state. We're pretty happy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, what are the – are you seven days a week? No. So we do uh, Tuesdays through Saturdays, 11 to 8. Okay. So if, one of the reasons of that is we got to let the wood fire grill cool down so we can clean it. You can't clean it the next day. It takes two days to – Get in and clean it out good. Right. And if you don't clean it, things catch on fire. Yeah, there you right. And we've been there and done that. <laughs> so Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8. That's actually my work schedule. 
It is. It's Tuesday, perfect. Tuesday through this Saturday. This is lining up right here, Mike. I don't know. I'm, I'm I wouldn't even have to adjust my schedule and just come be the brewmaster here <laughs> Tuesday through Saturday. So, as long as you don't catch him dipping into the. Oh yeah, Lynn would say, "What happened to that one batch?" Yeah. I don't know, Lynn. I didn't like it. <laughs> well, actually, brewing is only four days. Why is this in? Okay, see. But oh. a couple of those nights you need yeah. to take in four beer. All right. Which is. You know, you might like, have an entire snowbank. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's yeah. yellow. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mike's brewing the beer. And one of the things is you really need to taste the beer in the tanks as their progress. So that's part of the job. Yeah. So you would like that. Another selling point. You understand? Yeah, yeah. actually. Like I said, I'll be, here t- I'll be here. I'll be here Tuesday. I'll get my resume updated. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else, Mike? I don't. I, uh, other than thank you very much for giving us the time. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah, this is this is awesome. All right. Hey, we need help. All right. <laughs> Send someone our way. Yeah. So, and if uh, if for whatever reason you know if if you're a listener and you know Mike and I real well, you know you can email us, Twitter, whatever. You can ask us about the Maple Grill, uh, and we will get you that information asap. Thanks, Len. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, sir. It. Thank very you very much. All right, folks. Well, hope you hopefully you enjoyed the interview with Len from the Maple Grill. But on to the second tasting. One of the few pods we're only going to have two tastings, Dave. But anyway, we have yeah. a Founders Fruitwood. It's F R O O T W O O D. But above the O's between the on the root. There's a line, so I don't know if that means anything in pronunciation circles. But it's, and I was reading it as Fleetwood for some reason, but those O's are clearly, or those E's that I was reading are clearly also. And that was before we started drinking. Yeah, so I would say fruit because R-O-O-T is root with an F in front of it would be fruit, even though you spell fruit, F-R-U-I-T. Confusing as fuck, I know, but nonetheless... (laughs) We have a cherry ale aged in maple syrup bourbon barrels. Comes in at 8% and 15 IBUs. You a little gassy tonight? Am I? Yeah. Um, not really. No. Okay. You got the old... Whoa, oh, whoa, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. What a All recovery right. on my part. Big recovery. What a recovery Man, on my I thought part. your note sheet was going to get destroyed. Nope. All right, well, that just helps me get ready. Uh, there we go. Yeah, see? I had a little heads up. What do you got on the notes? Uh, smells like you're going to communion. Really? Yeah. That's fruity. Take a, take a while, then you tell me you're not at communion. Mm. Close. Close. Cheers. Cheers. Both drinking out of the not-a-big-deal glass from Barstool Sports. Hmm. Woo! That is cherry bourbon... Through and through. Huh. I'm not, I'm not getting the woot yet, but... Again, I'm not a bourbon drinker, and I at, on the finish, there's a lot of bourbon to me, and as not a bourbon drinker, it right. stands out. You, right. 
not that you're a quote-unquote bourbon drinker, but you can tolerate bourbon a little better than I do. And I've always wondered why that is. I mean, if, you know... I just don't like it. Check it up to genetics or something, because that's the... I mean, the first thing I ever had to drink was Jack Daniels. Oh, see, there you go. And so I don't... Maybe that's, I don't know, indoctrinated in the beginning or something. I'm not sure, but I've always tolerated it pretty well. But I can't... I'm struggling that you don't even taste bourbon in there. Not... I mean, yeah, there's there's a little hint. Um, yeah, because to me this actually tastes like a mixed drink mm. more than a beer. Huh. Nah, I don't know. All right, well. Yeah. I do, and there's bourbon to it. So, <laughs> quick random question. All right. All right. Monobob. Yeah. In addition to being like a new new age sex video, it's also an Olympic event. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, I, I'm sure people couldn't help but make that connection. Sure. So, yeah. U.S. won gold and silver in the monobob. Mono, monobob. And I think it was the first Olympics ever with the monobob. Yes. So... My random question is, the gold medal winner was the gold medal winner in 2022 minus 4, 2018 for Canada. Right. She wins the gold for the United States in 2022. Yep. Random question, what are your thoughts on that? That a gold medal winner also wins another gold medal in the next Olympics? Yes. Is that the question? For two different fucking countries. She won the me- she won the gold oh, medal as a Canadian right. in 2018. Yeah. And she won the gold medal as an American and beat a full-fledged American. And this is not a... All right. I'll so, get into my take. Sure, 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 sure. You so know what? This your- is not where I thought... I. When you asked the question, I thought you were talking about this the uh, the skier. Um, well, the model Bob is no 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 no, no no. There's, there's a skier, um, American born. Her mom came over from China to go to school, stayed, married, had a child. Um, she's a skier, but because she has been to China every single summer since she was two years old. Um, and in, in her backstory, she has pretty much as many friends in China because she spends not an equal amount of time, but a, a decent amount of time over in China. Uh, every year since she was two years old, uh, she's competing for China in in some of the uh, more like, uh, oh, I'm forgetting the event now. But you know how they, they do the flips and the, all the crazy stuff like you can't even yeah. imagine. Like, freestyle. How do you, how do you, yeah, freestyle. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I thought that's what you were talking about, but it's in the same vein. So, uh, how do I feel about that? I don't. Uh, was she Canadian born? Yes. And it, she, why is she competing for the U.S. then? I, I think she married an American. Okay. American man lives here. Lives here. American did Senate. all the did, did all the paperwork. Sure. Did all the paperwork. Right. And and does have American citizenship. Right. And, um. How do I feel about yes. that? Um, uh, I, 
initially I have mixed feelings because obviously that's medals for the U.S. So if you're competitive, right. if you're competitive, right, you like to see the yes. you like to see the count, you know, in the medal thing. But uh, you know, I, uh, but then again, you know. I, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Take a, make, take a stand, bro. I, I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I, I, I do disagree with the, and I got it. I forgot her. Her last name is the, the skier I'm talking about in freestyle. Her last name is Goo, G-U. So, I mean, I kind of, you know, American. Well, her, her I, I'm not as familiar with the skier you're talking about. Right. So that could be something totally different. I'm talking this fucking lady won the gold medal for Canada. Right. In 2018. And now she won the gold medal for the United States. And again, hey, welcome to our country, sweetheart. Yeah, I, I you know, know what you're going to say. You're to like, your, pick a side. To, yeah, welcome to your... No, no, it's not even pick a side. She's picked her side. She wants to be an American. Hey, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, lady. Yeah. I'll give it up. Let's go. Welcome aboard. You're not an American. You can't compete as an American in the Olympics. Case closed. End of story. You're not nope. an American because you weren't born here. Correct. Okay. I mean, you, I mean, otherwise, you know what I want to do? I'm going to declare that I am a six foot four, two hundred eighty pound middle linebacker that runs a four one one forty. And therefore, I want to. I want my shot in the NFL because that's. I'm declaring myself as that fucking person, and everyone's like, "Well, you're a, a short fucking fat, slow guy. We can't let you do that." It's like, "Well, wait a second. She, she was a Canadian four years ago, and now she's a man." There's no. And again, I'm not discriminating. Welcome to our country. She's my next door neighbor. On my right side, Matt Nagy's on my left side. Well, Austin. Do tequila shots on the stripper's belly buttons. I'm I'm not fucking discriminating against her. It's like, hey, yeah. But you can't. You cannot win the gold medal for Canada in 2018, and then win the gold medal for the United States in 2022. You can't do it. So, and so you cannot do it. Can I ask you a question? Yes, go ahead. So, if if somebody is the quarterback of the Bears in 2022 but then wins the Super Bowl for the Jaguars in 2023, is that okay? Yes, because that's the NFL. Okay. Because you can be a Puerto Rican, you can be Brazilian, you can be uh, Australian, you can be American, you can be Canadian, Ethiopian, whatever you want to be. If you're in the NFL, you're in the NFL, you can win your titles team for team. Okay. I'm just wondering where you're Look, drawing the line on where you I'm where your allegiance is. No, I'm drawing the line on what you're because you, you okay because in 2018 she was a Canadian, right? 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 She won a gold medal as a yeah, Canadian, right? Great! Hey, wonderful job! You're great! You whoo! Thumbs up! How is she an American in 2022? Did she the, earn the, her pa- the paperwork and everything is great? Yeah, the, okay. But that but you can and again welcome to our country. And you yeah, know, hey, I, I if, she's, you, a good, if she's a good you. merchandiser, I'll hire her to work for <laughs> my company if she can get the job done and make my job easier. Right. Welcome aboard. But you can't compete in the Olympics. All right. So the Olympics you're saying is about country versus yes. country. Yes, so whatever country by definition that's what So it whatever is. your country you're born in, that's what you have to compete yes. in. Yes. Okay. So for for or, I, or like I say, or if she's born in Canada. And then, like thirteen, became a U.S. citizen, 
and then competed only for the U.S., that might be your asterisk to get in as a U.S. But so the younger you, you are before you're an adult. Is but you can't do both. I'm, I'm saying you can't yeah. compete as both. Oh, gotcha. And so in 2018, can... she was a Canadian, so she's a Canadian. Gotcha. So you're saying like the... Because otherwise, why doesn't the U.S. go out to, to the ROC and say, hey, you know what, you're a good skater. How would you like to be an American? Yeah. <laughs> Sign the paper. Oh, now all of a sudden, yeah. the United States... You don't mind taking they, steroids. Come on over to yeah, the U.S. Yeah, you know, the, all of a sudden, now the United States Olympic Committee is like... We have 36 Russians <laughs> skating as Americans because they've signed the paperwork. You're like, holy shit, look at the U.S. program. What a fucking franchise that is. It's like, come on. It's like, okay, and yeah. you know, you're an American. You know, right. And again, I'm not discriminating. Sure. Welcome to our country. I love you. I got you. I got I'll you. Every, Bob everybody with you. understands. I'm, I'm monobob with you at Beige Apple Mountain. <laughs> but you cannot compete in the Olympics. Got you. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I would I would probably disagree with you in the sense that, you know, if, 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 if she married somebody that's an American and came to America, came to the U.S., okay, not America because they're South America and people have issues with the way you say America. Um, if she came to the U.S. and just absolutely fell in love with it and this is the place she's always wanted to be and her family's here, and she did all the crossed her T's and dotted her eyes. I guess if you want to switch sides, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Well, as we can agree and, to agree. And as usual, Dave, you're wrong. I mean, that's, just, that's cool. Talk. You can't be two things at once. There's just no way. Well, can she be, oh, you're saying like she's got dual citizenship. Is that the, is that your uh, argument? You can't have both? No, she, she can have to... dual citizenship, but you can only compete as one fucking group because you're, you're not a Canadian and you're not, and then all of a sudden you're not an American. What and if you... she says the Canadians are idiots? I just, I can't stand that no, country. You... I don't even know why I was born there. But you, I'm an American You won now. a gold medal in 2018. That's I denounce my you, gold medal because those morons if you want there. to continue as an Olympian, you continue as a Canadian Olympian. Otherwise, you're an American citizen, but you no longer can compete as right. an Olympian. Because you can't, because otherwise, like I say, let's yeah. just recruit them, recruit them all. Let you know those Norway, Norway and Norwegian, Sc Norwegian and Scandinavian people that ski and, and then lay down and sh shoot shit. Yeah. Let's recruit all them and fuck. We'll win all the gold. The America will win every gold medal. It's like you don't think we've tried. You, that guy just left you uh, Scandinavia. How is he in America? I don't know, but he fucking shot all the targets. So USA, <laughs> USA. I mean, it's crazy. That's I. That's my random question. That's silliness. And again. I'm not discriminating against her. Yeah. Again. Yes, we know. She, yes, we she's next door to me. She's <laughs> welcome on this podcast. We'll drink beer together, and I'm going to tell her right to her face. It's like, hey, welcome to America. You're, you can't compete in the Olympics. She'll say, I won your country a gold. And say, I don't count it. I count that silver medal that you stole from an American. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. We got you. All right. So, in the second segment. We were fortunate enough to receive four $25 gift cards to the Maple Grill. Booyah. And, Booyah. Yeah, and so 20, four $25 gift cards. The pizza Dave and I had, 
absolutely fantastic. Oh, the fire grilled pizza. Yeah, I, I think on the menu that was like thirteen ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, hey, you still have ten dollars to spend and a great fire grilled pizza. So what? I gotta queue up my phone because I gotta look up the uh, criteria to win this. So anyway, come on, come on, phone, cooperate with me. All right, so. What we need to do here, either on at FantasyExpert69, my personal Twitter, at EPODFFA, the pod Twitter, Dave's Facebook, my Facebook, preferably the pod's, pod's Facebook, between the time, this is, we're doing this on Thursday, but Dave's going to release it normal time Sunday night. So from February 20th, Sunday, February 20th through Saturday, March 5th, post a joke, a funny pick, um, a link to a world news, like, you know, straight, hey, look at this guy. This guy uh, murdered super his... Super glued his uh, penis yeah, shut. Yeah, yeah, super glued <laughs> his penis shut in, murdered his entire family while he... Watched the monobob as an American citizen. <laughs> that was that was a half true story, but whatever. And um, or or just a random question that Dave and I always ask for. Put it at like I said, email us, Facebook, Twitter, any uh, you know now through well now which would be Sunday, February twentieth through Saturday, March fifth, and Dave and I will draw. If there's only four people that do it. Those four people that do it get the $25 gift card to the Maple Grill. And hopefully we have millions and millions. You know, those millions and millions will be put in a drawing and four will be drawn for $25. Hey, $25. And again, I, I the pizza Dave and I had was medium, $13.99. You're still going to be able to either get an appetizer, a drink, whatever. So... Um, hey, twenty-five dollars, twenty-five dollars, Mike. And we have four. Of them. It's still a decent. Lynn, chunk was, of change. Lynn, Lynn was gracious enough to give us four gift cards. Hey, and when you go in there, let let them know. Hey, I got this gift card from Flight Football. And anything else? And yeah, history will be made. <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah. So, like Mike said, tweet, email, get on Facebook. All right, and we'll be drawing that on March the 5th. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. All right. What you, you're up first, Dave. Founders Fruitwood. I'm really enjoying this quite a bit. Um, I don't know if it's quite... I don't know if it's going to hit the mark that the Dirty Duck did. Uh, I'm going to go on this one. It's pretty darn close. I'm going to go with 3.85. All right. Well, like you, I've rated a little less than the Dirty Duck. Only because, in my opinion, it's too much bourbon. Enjoyed it, though. I went 3.66. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All, All right. right. Now our fine friends at Untapped, 40,000 check-ins. Right smack dab in the middle, damn near, of both of us. The 40,000 
3.77. Yeah, okay. So I was off by 0.11. You were off by 0.08. But Price is Right version, I win because I didn't go over. <laughs> All right. You win, Mike, as usual. Yeah, thank you. And hey, Dave, episode 114. Because I look down the bottom of my glass. I can see I'm out of beer. <laughs> and as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.